Let's push. Give me some. Let's go. Live a fold. Ten toes down, baby. You know who it is. I'm trying to be like you, my bud. Shush. It's too late to turn back now. <laughs> the Morning Shift. Powered by Uno Media. Good morning, good evening, and everything in between. It's a Talk To Me Nice Thursday, and we right here for our morning shifters. From our misters to our sisters, we back for another show, just in case you missed us. Do the dishes! It's all powered by You Know Media. It's time to have some fun, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, stay blessed. Don't stress. We've got you covered like a sundress. I'm ready, willing, and able. Check the label. <laughs> Check the label. It's all on the table. It might say the morning shift merch. Guys, welcome to New Media, the people's media. Let's Everything you want, nothing you don't know, long ads, real people, real talk, real yarns. Take your take your feet off at the door and leave your shoes. <laughs> Dr. Zeus. Hey, anyone listen to Dr. Zeus, you know. Welcome to uh, Talk To Me Nice Thursday, bro. Hey, what's on the show today? Family stereotypes. What you breaking? Oh, boy. Well, there's a few. Yeah, there's a few. Mm-hmm. Also, some parent rules. We've got some new ones. Mato and Mark came with a, a list maybe a week ago, two weeks ago. But the beautiful thing about the content here on The Morning Shift is it's, it's always evolving. No, so long as it's good, we'll revisit it. Oh, we will. We will. But we always start the show, guys, with an absolute... <gasps> Boop! And today, those honors go to me. And that's why I say, man, we, we kind of do a little bit of everything. You know, we, we've had the R&B, Jordan's had the mashups. Every now and then we jump on some country. Guys, today, the vibe that we are going through for your Thursday morning is... <laughs> we got a little boy out here. You know the weekend yet, my boy. I'm ready. Any Thursday night, nightcaps. I'll see you at chapel. Just one, just one. 8.30. Let's push. Let's push. You want me to come over? I got an excuse. Might be holding a hand, but I'm holding it loose. Go to talk, then we choke us like our necks in a noose. Avoid the obvious. Ba, we ba, should be ba, facing ba. the truth. Need a bill. I forgot about this one, bro. Hey. Release the negative energy from you right now. Love kick starts Let's move! Again. Starts again. Let it go! Love kick starts again. Look Don't let it wreck your day or your week or your life. Talk to me nice. It's the same old yo, it's the same old mate. It's the same old you, the same old me. You get bored and I get cold feet. Get high, get wandering eyes. Forget I've never ever had it so sweet. I realize what I've got when the matter. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna leave it a little bit longer. Yeah, let's I was gonna bring it down. I think people need it on a Thursday. No one don't want to let you down. Let's down, 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 down. Three, two, one, let's ride. You want me to come over? I got an excuse. Might be holding your hand, but I'm holding it loose. Nice. I didn't know they were from London, yeah? Isn't it, Bob? I've never known what the lyric is. What is it again? With the, with the, when the beat drops, the love kick starts again. The What's love, the lyric? Though? And the love kick starts again. You don't even know either, eh? It's not love kick starts. Let's yeah. find out. The love kick starts again. Altogether. Oh, it's again. The love kick starts again. How does that make sense? The love kick. Is it like a what a with no. love? Like a kickstart to a motorbike is the the little thing that you actually start the motorbike with. Oh, but it's a lo- it's, it's like a love kick. Kickstarting the love. It's not going to give it to you. 
Wow. Love kick starts. Okay. Socks to me. Nice. Learn something every day. What a vibe, Brooke. Double tap on that. Got you, Mabo. Got Love you, Mabo. Mabo. Are we good? How are we? We Gucci. Hey, man, I want to talk about really quickly before we jump into the show. Yesterday, I, uh, I tried something for the very first time. Guys, we, we've been going through a lot, like in terms of like the show's busy. There's a lot happening behind the scenes at the moment. Don't really have much time to breathe. Yesterday, I went in between one of the things we had. Grab some sushi. Actually, shout out to the guy that I met yesterday too. Lovely guy who's like just got the merch. The man. Oh, man. Grab the sushi and, and just next to it was like a really <laughs> small beauty store. So one of those like, you know, come in and have a facial once. It said, one hour, 75 bucks facial, relaxing. I thought, I've got half now. Let's go on. Really? So I walked in and I went and had a, a facial. I asked the lady, I said, hey. Is it one of those ones that look like, do you want to ask for something else or <laughs> like it wasn't like it wasn't like an East Day spa. That's probably a good way to put it. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. So I walk in. It was uh, a Southside spa. Yeah. <laughs> I walk in. I say, hey, I just want to get one of these. I don't really know too much about it. She said, yeah, it's, it's so relaxing. Come on, half an hour, sweet. I went and I jumped into the the seat that she has. I swear to God, she put on uh, forty five layers of lubricant with like latex gloves. Ooh. Squashed my face oh, through nah, and through. Nah. Kept going over my nose. I couldn't breathe. Nah. So like every 15 seconds, I would have to go, <gasps> and she keeps going. Eventually nah. she gets this thing that's like a, it felt like I was going to tattoo on my nose, like the old school, <laughs> the tribal tattoo. Tattoo, tattoo, yeah, tattoo on my tattoo. nose. I was so, I was kicking. It was, it was so sore. I was kicking. She goes, okay, now we're done. It's relaxing after this. She puts more bloody lube uh, on my face. No, no. Then lube? Gets, lube. Then gets a hot towel, leaves me for 10 minutes. The towel goes cold. One of the worst experiences I've ever had. So to whoever goes out there and has facials, uh, I, I tip my hat to you. I never, I always um, ask. Sometimes it happens with massages. Like, does the person that's giving you a massage, you can just tell that, like, they are just absolutely taking the mimic. The mickey. Like, and so I always just stop and say, hey, look, this is just not, I'm not happy with this service. Um, I'm happy to pay half. And usually, like, I get something. Well, that was the kicker. I went out there, and it was it was $75 for an hour. I did half an hour, so I was thinking, okay, yeah, 50 bucks maybe. What? 65 bucks. No way. Oh, hang on 65 bucks for half an hour. You didn't push back? Do you know what I couldn't do? One, I couldn't talk because she put so, so much stuff in there. And she had squashed so much into my eyes, my eyes could barely open. If anyone would like, if anyone's listening right now that is in the beauty industry, lives in Auckland, and would like to maybe reprimand uh, Brooke's experience, because he's just gone and told 10,000 people, um, I think it's feel, free to, feel free to hook Brooke up with... How it, should, how, it how, should it, feel. how it should feel. Oh, I'm not mad about that. Mm. I um I have a massage tale to tell you. So Ooh. it's not in that way mischievous uh-huh. at all. So when we went to Thailand, uh, we, I went with a group of friends and my wife, and um, I, I remember landing and you know you go and have a look around Thailand just really quickly. Not that you're all of Thailand, but I can't remember where we were, and um, we went for our first massage and. Everyone was like ordering these massages, and I said, I'll go for the sports massage. Yes. And so this lady jumps on the phone and makes this quick phone call, and everyone else is getting their gears off and getting ready to get massaged, and in through the door, and they're like saloon doors, bounced in this meatball. Oh, yes. With like rugby league shorts on. Yes. And a singlet, and this person was ready to do work. Like it was like. And it you was like, want the hard oh, one. you want the hard one, yeah. You want the hard elbow, <laughs> I have me. never been so destroyed in my life. She got me into positions I can't get into. 
but mm. she forced me into them like surfboard and like arms behind oh, you my back. The pretzel? I was making she put noises. You into the pretzel? That my wife was like, "Are you okay?" She was like whispering through the curtain. She's like, "You're yeah, all right." And I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> "I will never ask for a sports massage again." Oh, that's a different, nah, a different I, I, I love fish, it, man. Oh no, this the lady was tissue? angry. Mm. This lady was absolutely angry. Like she was annoyed. She had been called in to do this. This idiot foreigner who thought he was tough enough for the sports massage, yeah. and she destroyed me. I have a massage story. Nah, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Love that, guys. Hey, I hope you get a good facial, though. A good one. Yeah, yeah, Please, please, please. All right, let's jump into the show. Some Daily Bread. Breaking Bread. With the news of today. Still looking for a bread sponsor. And we always see your um, your guys' ideas around sponsoring the show, the, the bread sponsors. Just know that it'll happen. It'll happen, guys. Might have to crowdfund it, but it'll happen. Um, <laughs> my first daily bread for today. You guys will like this, Brook and Matua, Mark. Uh, if you don't care about basketball, you might care a little bit about Michael Jordan. If not, Michael Jordan basically had a famous coach uh, at North Carolina called Dean Smith. Mm. And this story is doing the rounds again because Dean Smith, who has now passed on now, uh, had a... Michael Jordan is, is it's one of his heroes. Like he absolutely loved his high school coach, his college coach. Sorry, but Dean Smith set aside thirty six thousand dollars in his will um, because he wanted each of his ex players to go and take someone that they care about on a two hundred dollar date. Oh wow! On him. Oh. So yeah, he put he put thirty six thousand dollars aside for ex players, put their names in his will, and then they were informed when he passed um, that they were to spend two hundred dollars on him to take someone to dinner. That's, That's cool. How how cool is that? And a lot of those ex players are uh, multi millionaires. Obviously, Jordan billionaire, but there are a few that have fallen on hard times as well. That's true. That's very very Which true. Which for them would be awesome, oh, and also money. another like a knock on the door from. Do you an think old they coach. said, "Can I have MJ's two hundred dollars <laughs> for a four hundred dollar dinner?" I want to double and pass on. Hey, speaking of MJ, like the great, like, you know, he's one of the greatest athletes of all time. I consider a great athlete as someone who can do something in a field of their own, especially this one that no one else can really do. You guys heard of uh, a guy by the nickname of Jaws, also Joey Chestnut, Jordan. Yes. Joey Chestnut, you heard about Joey Chestnut? Yep. He's done it again. I interviewed him. No way you interviewed Who's that again? I know you, that, okay, mate. Tell us, tell, us, tell us who Joey Chestnut is. Joey Chestnut is a world champion um, eater. So eats <gasps> Hot dog eater. Hot dog eater. But yeah. he's also got records for a whole heap of other foods, but his Did, main foods. No, 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 no. American oh. dude. Oh, sorry. Well, he's, he's won it again. His 16th. He's only 39 years old. He's won his 16th uh, hot dog eating contest over in America. He downed 62 francs and buns in 10 minutes. And you know what it was? It was a, a, a disappointing outfit, or a disappointing run, sorry, because he normally sits around 77, 78, and he only won it today was 62. Wow. He Inflation. Back, eh? <laughs> Inflation. 62 francs and buns, like mm. hot dogs. 62 hot dogs. He should, he should only fans his kaka. That's what people want to see. He's pre- it's pretty <laughs> an amazing. Like he's an amazing athlete. It's an he's amazing. Way there'll he be a niche it. audience out there for that. He's so so skinny. That's the thing I can't get about. Like he's, he's so a he real trains skinny to dude. eat heaps, right? And he stretches his, his stomach to do it. But he does say that you know, a couple of days after, you don't want to be near the toilet after him. But I did talk to him about coming to Eden Park, doing a halftime show for like an All Blacks game, and eating as many pies as he could. Kiwi pies, like a mince and cheese pie. Yeah, See yeah, how yeah. many he could smash in the you know fifteen minutes that we'd have in, during a halftime show. He was keen. I'm glad you came to us for content, because we're... we're <laughs> you don't think that would be a cool idea? We wouldn't get behind Joey Chestnut smashing you know, I'm Don't listen to negative Nigel over here, Matua, Matt. No. Matt. I got you, my boy. That's all right. Line up the mince pies. 
Smack him up. If you don't think seeing a man smash whole lot of mince pies is a good idea, then hey. Hey, you preach it to the choir. You got to tell him over there. Simp and be like, don't listen to Macho Mark. I would have watched that. Me too, man. Me too. Well, that's Joey Chester. He's done it once again. Uh, it is school holidays, so I wanted to bring this bit of news to you guys just to make a little bit of an understanding. There are kids who behave badly. There are kids that behave well. But it uh, should be known to you that kids are 800 times naughtier <gasps> when mum is around. This, 800? This is a study conducted by Dr. K.P. Lebotsky uh, of the Department of Psychology in the University of Washington in the United States. They found that children behave 800 times worse in the presence of their mother compared Bro. to when they are with other people or their father. Bro, that pees me off, eh? That is my son to a T. They play up. They see mum there. They know mum is that comfort blanket who is forever going to love them, and that's where they'll throw up the things that they don't usually throw out in front of other people. I'm sure a lot of dads like, mm. um, and you know what? They, uh, they, these kids make it harder on the dads because we, we we think they we're dealing with a split personality. You know, Here we are. <laughs> like I'm like well, I don't smart. know I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Like who's that? <laughs> and from <laughs> such a young young well, age too. Were we were we like that? Well, oh yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to. Brook, sorry, man. Um, oh, you're true. Sorry, sorry. Man. <laughs> Hey, well, Nick, well, I heard that laugh over there too. <laughs> hey, man. Let's move on. Hey, but it's probably true. It's probably true. It's probably true. Love our mums. Hey, uh, my last daily bread. This is the best story I've read in the last month. A 35-year-old Philadelphia man named Jermaine climbed a burning 19-story building to rescue his bedridden mother. Jermaine heroically scaled the building while battling an injured hip, exemplifying the boundless power of love and sacrifice. With flames engulfing the West Philadelphia apartment complex, he fearlessly ascended 15 stories, defying all odds to reach his bedridden mother. He found his mother on a balcony, safe from the fire that hadn't reached the floor yet. Not scared by the dangerous situation, he climbed down the building using fences and railings, bravely escaping with only his mother's safety in mind. His extraordinary act serves as a powerful reminder of the unbreakable bond between a son and his mum. Boy, such a what? full circle moment from what we just talked about. What a legend. And there's like, you can't see it, but there's a photo and he's fully scaling like people's um, like, pat- like the outside, like the deck. The patio, yeah. He's just, he's, it's incredible. So I thought that was a great story. Sorry to bring the feels like real quick just then. But I'll tell you what. I'm scared of fire, eh? (laughs) 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 Nah, those ones. Nah. (laughs) Shout out to all the sons that are good to their mums. Look after your mums, team. That is your daily bread for today. Breaking bread with the news of today. Still looking for a bread sponsor. This is... The Morning Shift. Yes, it is. Now, growing up, you you adapt to what you're around. You're a product of your environment, if you will. Correct. A lot of the times we're given these things called stereotypes. Now, if you hear something along the lines and you're like, oh, that sparked a memory for me, 
feel free to send some more through. I think we could go to some beautiful places about hearing some stereotypes. Unserious. We're not trying to, you know, go down the family trauma line too much. Yeah, but no. unserious. We're a bit over that. Yeah. We do that every now and then. <laughs> but not on this one. Not on my watch on this one right here. What are some stereotypes in your family that you're, break, that you're breaking? It's, it's, it's kind of circulating around the internet at the moment. And, and one that I heard, and we chucked it on socials the other day, was this lady that said, I'm a white lady, but I use seasoning on my food. Oh, come on, sis. And I thought, queen, <laughs> salt and pepper ain't seasoning. That's what I love to hear from, from this sort of, the shackles that we are bound down to. Breaking them shackles. Breaking them Look, shackles. I, I grew up on a farm and we had available to us all kinds of meat. I'm breaking that stereotype, not by going vegetarian, but by eating mince. Oh, Farmers that's a big no-no very way. rarely yeah. eat mince. You sound like a brat right now. Ah, I'm just saying, I'm breaking that stereotype. No prime meat for my kids. Mince it is. <laughs> I want more of our uh, white farmer to say things like, I'm breaking that generational trauma. I'm, I'm taking the raisins out of the potato salad. Oh, come on now. Mm-hmm. I'm boiling those potatoes that. right through. I'm going to use mayonnaise, the right one, best oh, foods. I'm going to get rid of eater mayonnaise in my uh, potato salad. <laughs> the light eater mayonnaise too. It's the light for me, light with raisins. I see what you're doing here though, Brooke. I like it. So what stereotypes are you breaking? We chucked it out on socials and always the shifters came through in big numbers. Just a shout out from Germany here. But what stereotypes are we breaking? Uh, this is probably a massive one to the Maori families and the Polynesian families uh, that we don't sit on tables or bench tops and stuff like that. Mm. Well, while I'm cooking, my little dear Maori baby is sitting on the bench <laughs> mashing them potatoes, cuz. <laughs> but uh, the funniest thing about it is that uh, mum's gonna be here in like three more weeks, so. Gonna try to teach you how to say no that she's not allowed to sit on there because Nancy. <laughs> but yep, that's mine. Let's push. First of all, listening in Germany, love that. Love that. Love that. Guten Tag. We'll get that nono off. Yeah, if you didn't hear that, he said sitting on the bench table, but he lets his kid do that. I love it. <laughs> you got to get that nono off. Nana's oh, gonna come over. Nana's there. coming. Those ancestors looking down right now. Go, hey, 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 hey. But then I've also heard, how can it be tapu when we didn't have bench tops when our tupuna were around? Oh. Well, but because someone decided that think, was really don't important, don't think Jordan. too much. Don't think too much. <laughs> but yeah, you, you get it. Get it. What would it, I heard that. Maldi, that was, that's Maldi. not a thought that came from me. I don't agree with it. No way. The German Maori, that's got to get off. It's like Love Portai. Portai. When do we have Portai back in Tupor? Nah, sure. <laughs> yes, I'm an islander, but I don't give a damn. I'm using more sunscreen than Ed Sheeran. <laughs> My kids come out looking four shades lighter than their cousins at the pool after I put them in the SPF 3000. <laughs> That is smart. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That is smart. <laughs> Sun smart. She said insurance. <laughs> Violation. You got to do what you got to do though, right? My friend, my friend. Oh, I don't know if she'll like me saying this. I won't say her name, but she's our morning. She's allergic to the sun. Yeah. So when we go to the pool, she has to sit in the shade. It's the worst thing. The worst thing. So just, just be happy that you can I get your kids out I could guess there. which friend that is. Yeah, you know which one it is. All right, next one. I would say the biggest generational stereotype would be my mum and dad not giving us, like, hidings like they used to get back in the day. So instead, she would just tear you apart, like, psychologically, just absolutely wrecking you emotionally instead. And uh, it got to a point where we were having an argument and I was like, bro, just just belt me. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me! <laughs> Hit me! 
day. Oh man, parents parents know what to say to me. Like they've literally seen you in in all in all parts of your Every life. Shade of nothing you. you can hide from them. And I feel like it's so quick, you know. Like if you if you get the not that that happens anymore. Uh uh-uh. uh that, that's not happening yeah. around these ways. Yeah, like, you shat your pants. You were twelve. Shut up. <laughs> the most humble Shut up. Don't talk worry. to me. Allowing the AC to be put on in the car when it's hot and clearing the windscreen with it. We were wiping the small eye view circles on the windscreen. We would try putting the windows down even and my dad would be like, that's enough. The battery's gonna die and I'm over here thinking, let the battery die or let me die. (laughs) That's so true. That's a bit of you. Save the battery. Bro, save the battery. You you would be driving, you could only see through the smallest of gaps. Those yeah, ones, no, no. eh? Yeah. We're not yeah. using the aircon. It'll ruin the battery. Okay. <laughs> I always forget which one it is, eh? Hot or cold? Like, I never remember. Until I just switch it and switch it back, and then one Hopefully. of them works, I'm like, oh, that's it. Oh, I, I never think to remember. What? What is it, Mike? So when you when it's winter and it's all fogging up, is it hottier? Well, ultimately what you want to do is dry the window, because condensation is moisture on the windscreen. So you want to go hot. You want to go warm at least to dry it. Uh, That's what you're after. So it's so always either, hot. Yeah. Obviously. No, I don't. No, I just never jog my memory to remember that. Just don't be the one that uh, throws the hot water on top of the frozen windscreen. Oh, oh crack it! Yeah, that'll shatter it. Hi, first time caller, long time listener. Love that. Uh, so I'm a '90s baby, and I grew up in a in a Tongan household. So I grew up with. Um, like pots of rice cooked with like heaps of sugar and butter and like pots of porridge and um, eat your breakfast before I give you a hiding sort of styles. Um, so the generational, I'd probably say trauma that I'm breaking is um, I let my kids pick whatever cereal they want to eat for breakfast or if they want to have toast for breakfast with Milo. Um, yeah, I'll let them choose because I want them to eat breakfast and go to school feeling full, uh, not doing my ones and like waiting for my dad to go to the bathroom and then quickly go <laughs> shove like a quarter or three quarters of my porridge into the bin and then sitting there f- like pretending that I finished it. Um, and then going to school like hungry as. So, yeah, let's push, guys. Let's push for better generations. <laughs> you are not alone on that one. You are not. I said this on socials the other day. I was like, mom used to have the same thing. We have to get through all the week books. Before we can graduate to rice bubbles, then we'll finish with rice bubbles, get through all the rice bubbles, and then we go to bloody cornflakes. I am with you, sis. I am with you. Yeah. I don't Rice bubbles are rough, eh? Like, they need so many other things to make them edible. Like heaps of sugar, sugar peaches. Milo. And usually you can never allow those things, so you're like, You can what? only have the, the blue milk, too. Like you can, no, actually, you need blue milk with the blue milk. every cereal. <laughs> we never had any, the only thing we were allowed to eat for breakfast was wheat bix because wheat bix obviously it's dollar for dollar. Like you, that there is no other, I don't think, product out there where every single piece of the food reaches the right up to the corners of what you've brought. So you buy a box of wheat bix, you're getting all wheat bix with a thin slice of cardboard. Big eaters, our family. Wheat bix was the only thing for dessert, though. We were allowed to have cornflakes. Yeah, well, see. that's loving. I have, really a ga- I have a gag reflex for wheat bix because I used to take so long to eat it. My dad used to make me sit, sit on the table. So then it'd get real cold and soggy. Oh. And then I just was like struggling to really? eat it. And I was like, and he was like, eat it. So you like, missed out on an older brother. You missed out on the idea of having someone who would eat your food if you didn't eat yours fast enough. True. I never got hidings for not Same. eating my food, but I know that that's definitely a thing. Like, eat your food or get a hiding. Like, what's up with that? Why do we do that? Because <laughs> it's hard-earned money, right? That's the idea of it. You, yeah, it's you, wasteful. You slaved for this to, to be able to put food on the table. Actually, I think it's deeper than that. I actually think it's about 
where are you going to go and, and who are you going to tell that you're hungry? <laughs> true, true. <laughs> what did he take away? <laughs> like, are you going to tell your teacher you didn't eat? Because <laughs> you had food. So you better eat this so you don't say that. Oh, I just figured it out. Okay, that's not bad. We ain't separating no clothes when we do the washing. <laughs> Chuck them all in. Nah, that's just irresponsible. You separate them bad boys. Yeah, true. How are we still having to separate clothes? With the advancements, yes, the advancements we have in material yes. and ink Colors. and washing machines. Talk and, about and it. Why are we still having to separate them? Nothing should shrink in the dryer anymore. We've sort mastered everything bar how to make clothing. Sort it out, Elon. Wasting our time money with thing, Mars. Money thing somewhere. All right, one more. So this is my response to Brooke. I'm Asian, you see. <laughs> Haven't had a crash yet. I use my indicator. And I'm a good driver in general. Let's push. Can someone give me context? Why do you say for Brooke? Well, stereotypes. Stereotypes, like the, oh, the question was out there. Well, that, that's what I'm taking, is it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But good for you. Salute to you. Is that all we got? Is that driver. all we got? That's it. Uh, and the, you know what? The stereotypical idea that Asian drivers, our Asian brothers and sisters, can't drive a car as best as anyone else. Man, go to Thailand. Go anywhere. Go to Japan. No one's crashing. They're great drivers. Well, here's the thing. Here, uh, I've been lucky enough yeah. to go to China a few times. And because it's such a, there's so many people, that there, there's times where people will be coming down the other lane. It's just kind of what car is bigger. Yeah. And then I think that gets adapted over here. And then we see, you know, the byproduct. So my boy, uh, I don't know your name, but I appreciate you being a great driver. It was the. <laughs> trying to get us to love that. I know some of you, I saw some comments too, some people saying that um, they'd like to break the generational cycle of giving all their money away to a building. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Whatever cycles you're breaking, well done. I hug my son. My my, my thing was just quickly, sorry, I used to like, it it was ice cream for me, eh? Like at McDonald's, like, it's 50 cents. Like... Are oh, you saying you pull a lift? Like when, oh, my, when my son's like McDonald's, I'm like, let's make a lift, my boy. Oh, you want that flake? It ain't that much money. Oh, you want to like dip I that had chocolate? Was like eight dollars, you know. Grateful, but like, come on, like, I know we weren't struggling that much. These times is rough, man. <laughs> like, we, were, we weren't struggling that <laughs> much. Like, I just wanted a soft serve cone. So, so now that I'm older, I'm like, it wasn't about the money. It was about telling me no. That hurts. That's a, that's a generational scar I'll never be able to fix. <laughs> Love you guys. Well, if you have any of these spark memories, keep them coming through. What stereotypes are you breaking? Pull that left. Love you guys. This is The Morning Shift. So a couple of weeks back, uh, I went through a list. This was an old school list of things that fathers should teach their sons. I remember that. Some good rules. Fun. Yeah. Very good ones. Uh, a couple of examples. Never shake a man's hand sitting down. Mm-hmm. Don't enter a pool by the stairs. That's a good one. <laughs> by the <Yeah>. ladder, too. <laughs> but I did feel like uh, there, was, there, was, there was, I guess, a chance to evolve this list and I guess give it a Kiwi feel to it. Uh, we had somebody who actually was on, Insta- uh, on our uh, Facebook page group and they said, hey, here's a couple of lessons that I'd like to teach my sons and the list sort of spluttered along. So what I wanted to do is actually create the list for us. A list that we can all put together and, I guess, have lists that we're passionate about. Lists that we want to be, make sure we're passing those lessons on to our, uh, our kids or our boys. So, I'm going to go around the room. 
and we can start that list off here. Yeah. Who wants to go first? Who's the first to lay their souls out there? I gotta think because like this, our rules are gonna actually make the the list, eh? Yes. So I don't want it to be stink. No. Have you got one? I do. Okay, I'll go. Oh. Okay, okay. It's okay for the homies to mock you. It's not okay for the homies to insult you. <sighs> know the difference. Ooh. That's poor. I like that. You know, when, you're, you know, like, you, you know, like, you know? like when your friends are like laughing's good, but then there'll be times when you like the homie say something. You're like, are you trying to say something else? Let's mm. talk about that. Because mm. I ain't laughing. Have you had that conversation before with your friends? Yeah, at times, but like it's not like it's just one of those like oh oh that didn't sound like a joke. Sometimes too, it we can good? Re- yeah, it can re- reveal a bit about you as well. Like, oh, totally. What are what are some of the things that do catch you? Are you know you're like oh, I haven't worked through that. Yeah. I'm not comfortable with you laughing about that yet. But then sometimes it says more about your mate too, what they haven't worked through. That, that, you're so right. It's a double issue. Sometimes it's something you need to look at, or sometimes it's something they need to look at. But I think I think it's so with, with the homies mocking so important. But when it crosses over to insulting, mm-mm. Mm-mm. no, 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 no. Uh, my rule is it's actually to do with work, and this is something that I would love to and make sure I keep on installing in my stepsons. And it's if there's a job worth doing, it's worth doing properly. But it goes to a further, like it, it goes further than that for me. If you are going to do a job, like your name is stamped all over that job. It is you, your reputation, you as a person. So you might as well do it and do it as best that you can do it to the point where people go, man, he done the best. He was the best at that. Even if it's something as stupid as putting the rubbish out, I'm talking about making sure the bags are replaced in the bin or, you know, wiping down the bench because you put the bag, all those kinds of little wee things. They say a lot about you as a person and how you treat work and how you treat yourself and how you treat those around you. True. So what would the rule be? Little things are the big thing? Well, hey, if you, well, there's a couple of things now, isn't there? Like the little things add up to create a big thing. But mostly if there's a job worth doing, it's worth doing properly. 100%. Very nice. 100%. I would like to say call me. Like if it's uh, mm. your, your parents, caregivers, call them. You know, but, uh, I'll drive home. You know, when you get 16, 17, say, mm. no, 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 call me. You, you want to do something with your friends? Maybe there's a little bit like, you know, outside of what your parents might want to do. No, call them. Let them know. I think I want you my made son, a mistake. Made a mistake. Call me. Got me on speed dial. You got my number. Winter at all times. Call me. Yeah, I might be angry for a little bit, but we'll get over it. We'll I love it that. I'd rather hear it that way than another way. Two words. Call me. That's a great call me. Oh, got three good ones. Can we yeah. just start the list? Oh, the list has begun. So well, how many how many how many rules are we gonna let the shifters? Seven? Seven sins? Deadly sins? Go seven. I think we got more than that. I think we got the rule book can be a little bigger. Should we go top twenty? Sixty nine. <laughs> Broke. <laughs> Bro, I couldn't have seven no, I have that one. Bruh. Okay, twenty. Top twenty? Okay, twenty top rules. 20, twenty rules. For parenting from the shifters. So we got three. Yes. Very I nice. like that. How do we do it? Where do we put it? We're going to put it up on our page, our Facebook page. Oh, let group. Me, where do we do it? We're doing it with the shifters. How do you get there? If, you, if you're new to the show, because I think we've got people that are listening for here for the first time, how do you get to the page? Jordan, There's a link doing? in our bio on Instagram oh, or on TikTok. And you click on it, and then it goes to our shifters private group where you can have a say. But we'll also put it up on our Instagram too. Yeah, yeah. Thank like you, gentlemen. Thank like you for that. starting Call the me. list. Call me. This is...
The Morning Shift. Kia ora shifters, it's a talk to me nice Thursday as you know. And sometimes talking to someone nice is about telling them the truth. But as we all know, the truth can also be hard to hear sometimes. I'd like us for this week's Jordan Inspiration to just have a little think about lying and the lies we may tell ourselves, the lies we may, t- we may tell others, often because we may think that it's going to help them. One thing I've also learned, though, is that sometimes people lie because it's been a way they've been able to keep themselves safe growing up, for whatever reason. But I think what Jordan Peterson's about to say about lying hopefully <sighs> leaves a mark. Let's have a listen. Powerful, because you can manipulate the world with your language, and then you can get what you want lots of times, or escape from things that you don't want, so why not lie all the time? Well, I think the reason is, there's a bunch of reasons, but one of them is, is that you can't trust yourself if you lie. Mm. And there's going to be times in your life where you have no one to turn to except you. And so if you've stuffed yourself full of lies, then you're going to be in a crisis one day, and you're going to have to make a decision, and you're going to decide wrong, and you're going to be in real trouble. Because you won't have the clarity of mind necessary to make the proper judgment. Because you've, you've filled your imagination and your perception with, with rubbish. Mm. I love that. I love that idea of like sometimes we forget that if we constantly are lying, we don't have ourselves to rely on. And at one point, that's all we're going to have to be able to rely on. So... That's your Jordan inspiration for this week. Any thoughts, boys? I don't know why, but a jug of cordial came to mind, like a raro, right? And that's who you are as a person. And the more you lie, the more you kind of water down that cordial. It's like just pouring more cups of nothingness into who you are. No one wants watered down cordial. No. And no one should, and you don't deserve to be watered down cordial. Facts. Tell the truth to both yourself and your family. Start telling the truth, Fana. We got this. That is your Jordan inspiration for this week. Let's poo! That's also the show. Oh, that's the show. Bro, talk to me nice Thursday. We ain't lying about that. It's then. <laughs> I know we talked about something last week. We said a friend was going to be on the show. He is on the show tomorrow. He's on the show tomorrow. Our brother, one of the greatest to ever do it, lace them up when it comes to the mic, Nixon Clark, is joining us on the show tomorrow. You enjoy the rest of your day, guys. We love you. Check on your people. Call me. This is The Shift. The shift. Go home, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go home. The morning shift. I'm gonna make him an offer again with you. The shift. I love you. Oh, oh. This is the shift. Got it. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna make you a good